As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hello there. Gutting the Sacred Cow, we're back. Hey, everybody. Kevin Goatee, your pal, here to tell you that we've got a brand piping hot new episode this week. We've got Joey from So Wizard Podcast back. Remember him? He did Harry Potter, the first one. And Big Nick from the gag on this podcast. Remember him? He did There Will Be Blood. Joey has chosen to take on Mission Impossible. And as a reminder, hey, for all of our new fans, give us a rate and review on iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. We're on YouTube as well. Give us a like there. Subscribe. That really does help. And hey, if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And why wait? Let's see if Joey can do damn near the impossible and declassify Mission Impossible Fallout. Gather round is what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I'm the guy who does this job. You must be the other. You must be the other guy. Joey from the So Wizard podcast. Name that film. Uh, we're doing Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> but that is not it. Name that. No idea what that film is. No. 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 All, right. All right. We're gonna go to Nick from Gag no. on this podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Nick, what film is that from? Say it again, real quick. I'm the guy who does this job. You must be the other guy. I mean, it's smacks of 1980s. That's all I got. Actually, it's 2006. That would be The Departed, or as they say, The Padding. <laughs> that's, Mark, that's Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Goatee, and Big Nick from the Gag on this podcast, singing as a co-host chair. Today, we're doing as Joey from the Soul Wizard podcast, 
is going to be doing he's joey's going to declassify mission impossible fallout the title of this and welcome of course to gutting the sacred cow the best movie review slash movie debate podcast out there so thanks for joining us thanks for hanging out fellas how goes it with you fantastic uh ready to rock and roll tonight been looking That's, forward to this for a while so here we go uh joey said he wanted to do a film and he wanted to do any mission impossible film being ready we already did part one i said oh how about fallout he says you betcha so here we are a 2018 budget of 178 million dollars a box office haul of 791.7 million dollars turn that into 2022 money a budget of 205.5 million dollars a box office haul of 913.4 million dollars wow nick that is a uh, that's a lot of shadow as a uh, as they say yeah close to a billion i mean that's that's pretty damn good wow and that's this is like what the sixth of the franchise as well is it this yeah because the next one coming out is seven well technically they're both seven because it's two parts exactly imdb as we uh as we all know is a scale one through ten with decimal points joey what do you think mission impossible fallout has scored on the old imdb i i'm gonna guess it's gonna be really high because i know everyone loves this movie so probably like eight point three all right nick i'm gonna say higher than that i'm gonna say like eight point i'm gonna be that guy 8.4 oh one dollar <laughs> survey says 7.7 oh critics as we score as critics rotten tomato score as we know one through 100 joey i'm oh, sorry nick what did the critics give mission impossible fallout I'm going to say 60%. Joey? I'm pretty sure critics love this too. So I think it's like probably 80. We'll say 80. 97. What? (laughs) They love that. I remember them loving this big time. We're going to go back to you, Joey. What did the audience give this film? Uh, Well, I mean, generally the audience is dumb. So we're going to say probably like 97. Just a tie. Nick? Um, let's go. Let's go. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight on the nose. Oh, both showcases. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now onto the big wheel where you can win one spin and we'll get you a thousand dollars, and two will get you ten thousand dollars. Five fun facts: the bathroom fight sequence was supposed to be shot in three days, but it's actually shot throughout the entire production in bits and pieces. The exhilarating bathroom brawl scene in Fallout was initially supposed to be shot over four days, and it turned over, again, much more complicated, and it took over four weeks for that one scene. Henry Cavill had to reload his biceps that many yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> and half grow a mustache in, too. That's right. Next one, in a recent study, they found that, quote, movies featuring Tom Cruise running more than 1,000 feet have a higher <laughs> tomato meter... It's going to get better. Have a higher tomato meter average, a huge 71%, than movies where he runs less than or not at all. 
And the same movies make more money at the box office with an average inflated international gross of $538 million. Who finances this horse poop, as we say? It's our tax dollars at work, right? Oh, who, just out of curiosity, who even thought of that? Like, who was sitting around just going, I wonder if Tom Cruise runs more, does that make more money? The way his arms run at a frenetic, maniacal state of like scissoring. That should be the real study in physics. Is he more aerodynamically, you know, precise with his movements? But you're Some right. This poor is poor intern just counting the steps over and over again with a clicker, <laughs> just sitting there. Tom, Tom's like, Tom won't wear a Fitbit, okay? So I have to sit here with, a, like you said, a clicker. Uh, Cruz has performed over 100 halo jumps, high altitude, low opening, resulting in three usable takes. 100 jumps. Three takes where he rescues his teammate. He, he, man, what a perfectionist. You have to give the devil his due. You have to. That, that's, or he just sucks that much. Yeah. <laughs> Cruz hanging from a helicopter mid flight in the climax. He also gets to pilot the helicopter. Funny to burn. Right. He also gets to pilot the helicopter in the sequence. He took piloting lessons just for the occasion, which takes two years and 1,000 flight hours. When he's not drinking the blood of runaways in the Church of Scientology, he is taking helicopter lessons and running in place while doing push-ups. That's nuts. Quotes? You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. And that's all the quotes I have from this film. This film is not quotable one bit oh how dare you sir uh well i'll tell you what since you have such a vocal opinion on this why don't you tell me enlighten us nick what what quotes jumped out at you well first of all another fact uh he broke his leg when right. he jumped from building to building yes that's a fun fact all right and you the can quote, see him gimping too by the way when you see him running he, he gimps off on that a bunch yeah how I'm many steps does that, that count as when he's gimping? <laughs> is that like half or? like like five eighths okay so are, are you guys telling me that you didn't enjoy the line of I kill women and children with smallpox. I have no line. <laughs> I, I'm more in shock that that resonated with you to it write that stick down out to me, but it's no. funny out of context. Yeah, it is. <laughs> or what about I am the storm? <sighs> That's like judge dread. I am the law. <laughs> The Stallone version, the, the, the Carl Urban version is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hey, Joey, any quotes at you? Um, the most celebrated one for me was when the end credits started. So cast was probably my favorite <laughs> quote. <laughs> Ouchies. All right. Now let's find out what all of our fans want to know, because it's time to ask a gutter. At Crawley Kingsley, Mission Impossible is my favorite holiday movie. Is that a question? No, it's a statement, but she <laughs> okay. she she enjoys putting that on every one of our, our Aska gutters. It's her favorite holiday movie. So I love her keeping on brand. If you had to, which are the two major stunt scenes would you do and uh, would you try yourself in Mission Impossible Fallout? The halo jump or hanging off the cargo helicopter? I, I don't think I would survive either of those uh, tasks. I think my fat, out of shape ass would probably fall and die either way. So I guess I'd take the helicopter. It'd be a quicker death than plummeting out of the hell 
hello suit and just floating forever until I die. So either or is gonna be horrible for me. So. You probably would have a heart attack before your body became ecto or ectoplasm or whatever it was called. Just plasma. That is true. My veins would begin pumping barbecue sauce again, and it would I would just explode. So. Ooh, North Carolina or Kansas City? Our readers want to know. <laughs> Kansas City, of course. Oh yeah, that vinegar stuff is for the birds. Next question: uh, Who would win in a foot race between Ethan Hunt and James Bond? Um, well, I have a confession to make, which might make me have to be a guest again. Is I, I also hate James Bond movies, so maybe both of them could jump a building and hurt themselves and just limp away slowly. Well, we have Xi Ping's one of his, his communist spies in our midst here, Nick. So <laughs> we're going to send an extraction unit right now and have him zip tie, hog tie, and then anally fist him to death for hating James Bond films. That's blasphemy. Next... Uh, this is okay. At uh, the, at Contrarian Prime, three-part question: Why does he hate fun? What's his favorite Tom Cruise film? What's your favorite action movie? Um, I don't hate fun. I just have a different taste uh, in fun than maybe other people. So I wouldn't say I hate fun, but right. maybe a little bit of fun. You know, maybe I tried it once or twice. But um, favorite Tom Cruise movie, uh, Edge of Tomorrow would probably be my very favorite good Tom film. Movie. Very good film. If I had to pick one, not a big Tom Cruise guy. So if I had to pick one, definitely Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, favorite action film is tough because there's so many awesome ones, but probably Predator off the top of my head or uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx. God, that is I. You won me over. I was getting a little upset when you said you hated 007 and James Bond, but Rumble <laughs> in the Bronx, you won me over again. There we go. Rumble in the, the show, it's over. Rumble in the Bronx. That shit was shot in Vancouver, and they don't even pretend to make it look like the Bronx. And that <laughs> you have never been assaulted by street gangs in the Bronx who are all white guys that ride motocross bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I go to I have I I go to at least ten Yankee games a year, and that's never happened to me. So that's uh, excellent. That's You're a very uh, that's, lucky man. I, I, I sure am. I guess I'll learn to dress in day glow orange and then do cartwheels, and maybe they'll come a calling for me. That's a good one. Best best action film. Jesus Christ. I mean, you, ah. Commando, Terminator 2. Oh, the list goes on. Cruz, Commando? You're saying Commando is better than Rumble in the Bronx. I'm saying that without hesitation. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a video game for 90 minutes where he destroys and shoots. At J Dread is a better action film than Rumble in the Bronx. I don't know about that. At the Bex at Zen's producer, Henry Cavill is the sexiest man alive, so I can't critique him. That's another mm. statement. <laughs> I like that. I like I like more of the declarations. They're also good. At Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby, he wants to know, so what scene in Fallout you can enjoy on its own without getting dragged down by the rest of the movie? Uh, the bathroom fight is pretty awesome. So I, I'm down with the bathroom fight. The rest of the movie, not so much, but we'll that get there. That sounds like a great name of a gay punk rock band, Bathroom Fight. Yeah. The bathroom fight. Yep. That's hot. Noted. All right. That is going to wrap it up for Ask a Gutter. So let's have a commercial ad read. Today's episode is sponsored by Pacific Sensei. Pacific Sensei is a boutique farm in Oregon that grows top shelf quality hemp flower. Not that bullshit you skunk you get in high school. No, this is this is the gourmet expensive shit, right? Because when I eat, when I smoke it, I want to taste it. See, I wove in Pulp Fiction there. 
A hemp flower looks, smells, and smokes like weed, except it's low in THC, so it doesn't get you high. Hmm. Pacific Sensei flower is loaded with CBD, so you can enjoy the benefits of cannabis without feeling bummed out, paranoid, or anxious. Isn't that half the ride in getting high, fellas, or any of those things? Yeah, thinking you're going to die. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that uh, was it all glorified in the fast times of Ridgemont High with Spicoli? Look, take this relaxing after work or even at work. Boy, especially if you operate heavy machinery or a neurosurgeon, that is the perfect time. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, a day at the beach or on the go. Pacific Sensi Flower. Sensi Flower is a non-intoxic is not intoxicating, so it's perfect anytime. That's actually re- that's insur- that's enjoyable because nothing worse than walking into a store and someone who just blew out their last hit. You walk into their cloud of garbage weed. You're like, ugh, gross. It smells like someone's been smoking ragweed. No, thank you. Lab testing, federally legal, and discreet shipping right to your front door. Pacific Sunset Flower is greenhouse grown, seedless, and always fresh. Excuse me. Go to Pacific Sensei Flower. That's Pacific, P-A-C-I-F-I-C-S-E-N-S-I.com. That's Pacific Sensei dot com to order now and use that promo code gtsc as in gtsc podcast gutting the sacred cow that's pacific sensei.com promo code for 10 percent off that's it kids enjoy pacific sensei enjoy the, the the benefits of not getting high but relaxing which is anything with this podcast is going to be after those accusations by joey so far <laughs> It's only going to get worse. Sorry. I can only, don't apologize. This is why you're here, sir. <laughs> let's go to, I'll tell you what, because no one listens to the end of podcasts. Let's get the plugs out of the way. Let's <laughs> go to Joey from So Wizard Podcast first. Joey, what are you up to? What do you want to share with the fine folks? Um, You know, if you happen to like my opinions on movies, or even if you don't, maybe you should uh, come and check out our show which is uh, So Wizard Podcast. We are a weekly movie and sometimes TV review podcast, mostly focused on nerdy genre stuff. So a really exciting thing that's never happened in podcasting before, you know, friends that review nerdy movies. So yeah, we, we just got it, got it out there. You know, we jumped in. We, no one else was doing it. So we just jumped right in, you know, had to review movies. Every week we're there. Uh, we have a YouTube channel also where we do all our interviews and uh, some other extra stuff like unboxings and trailer reactions. But everything's at SoWizardPodcast.com. So come check us out. I would love to see a lesbian form, a lesbian film called Unboxing. <laughs> it could be the sequel to Bound. <laughs> Great film, by the way. Yes. Totally enjoy the, that. The Wachowskis need a hit and softcore lesbianism is the way. Because God knows they haven't had a hit since the first uh, uh, an enjo- uh, loved hit since the first matrix hey man jennifer tilly still got it so you know, she sure does go. and by it you mean terrible voice anyway yeah big ass titties <laughs> show show enough <laughs> delicious so good they killed sam simon so <laughs> so good they give sam simon cancer that's how good those titties are were are sure and now she's spending his fortune oh what a that's the femme fatale story we we deserve but have not yet got <laughs> Boys, I smell I smell a brainstorming session. Are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> Nick from the gag on this podcast. I had the pleasure of you doing your podcast, and you've had the pleasure of being on this podcast before when you did There Will Be Blood. What else are you up to? Tell me about it. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the big Nick J. I'm going to be guesting on a couple music podcasts coming up. And as he said, uh, my podcast is gag on this pod. We interview comedians, both uh, local and traveling. You can find us pretty much anywhere you get podcasts and on YouTube. Word. And of course, guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find yourself a sweet-ass shirt like this. What? As well as other fine merch, hats, bags, mugs, cell phone holders. Yeah, we've got those. And autographed copies of Unboxing. We'll sign those, even though we have nothing to do with that film. <laughs> guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. If you want to advertise with us, that, of course. And please, leave us a five-star rating, two- or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Nick. Let's have Joey come on and do what he was born in this world to do, and that's get his hate on of Mission Impossible Fallout. So it's time for Joey to gut the sacred cow. All right. So I have notes. I'm ready to rock and roll. Yes. Um, so first things first, this movie is long. This movie is long, is 147 minutes long. Way too long for what this movie is. It took me three days to get through this movie. I had to take breaks. I just, I couldn't do it. I gotta hate Tom Cruise so much, but we'll get into that in a second. But for the most part, just super long, convoluted plot. Here's the next point for me. Just convoluted plot, twist after twist after twist after twist, most of which means absolutely nothing there's a scene where alec baldwin who has a gun which was terrifying enough in, in the scene um son of a bitch i have that in my notes like, you too. are the bad guy and uh, he's like you're the bad guy and he's like no wait he's the bad guy and then all these soldiers run in and it's dark and it's like i don't even know what's happening anymore and i'm confused and i'm just tired at that point in the movie so yeah just awful non-stop word vomit plot line of this guy and this country is doing this and that and this guy's got smallpox and it just very hard to keep track of what was going on i've only seen the first mission impossible so i think i saw the second one at some point but maybe i just put it out of my mind so the mission impossible cinematic universe building meant absolutely nothing to me we open with tom cruise's wedding and then thanos snaps him away or something and <laughs> i don't even know what's happening it just the plot was so convoluted. This could have been a 90 minute movie. Maybe it would have been a lot better, but plot wise, just couldn't even follow what was happening. Then we've got all of our stunts and car crashes and car chases. It feels like every seven to 10 minutes, some wild chase scene or something is happening but there's you don't feel anything after a while so I, I did mention you know i do did like the, the fight in the bathroom i'm more of a martial arts type of fan so that was cool but you know then we've got a car chase through paris then we're jumping out of planes then we're flying helicopters and crashing helicopters now we're freestyle climbing and fighting on the side of a cliff it, it just it never ends and you don't feel anything after a while i just felt numb to all these action scenes and if that's what you're there for, I guess it's cool. I mean, hey, you know, Tom Cruise does most of his own stunts or gets CG'd into them over someone else's face. But 
what it it just feels like nothing if, if you want non-stop stunts with a shitty plot like just go to the circus or something like you can see all sorts of stuff happen there i i just was bored out of my mind at that point i appreciate the artistry of the effects and the stunts but I mean, it felt like watching the behind the scenes part of a DVD. It just all it was was just here's a look at these cool stunts we can do. It was a, like a demo reel for the director. Just wasn't a fan. The Tom Cruise's ego, the movie. <laughs> so t- Tom Cruise is the best secret agent. He's the toughest secret agent. He's the best driver. Ninety percent of all female characters are in love with him or want to be in love with him. And he's not just a secret agent. He's a secret agent with a heart of gold. He'd rather save one person's life than pick up plutonium bombs that are on the ground, which will potentially kill like half the globe because he doesn't want to shoot Ving Rhames, which he ends up shooting anyway because he had a bulletproof vest on. But (laughs) it's just the entire movie. It almost feels like everyone has to stop. It felt like uh, it was like the Poochie episode of The Simpsons, you know, Everyone needs to know where Poochie is, and if he's not around, they should be asking where he is and talking about how great he is. That's how it felt like this this episode, this movie was. Tom Cruise is the best. He's always the best. Nothing that could possibly go wrong if he's involved. How are you going to solve this, Ethan? I'll figure it out. And then he'll do something stupid or drive a motorcycle down the street or jump off a building or whatever. He's. It's just Tom Cruise is the best. This movie could have just been... Um, two and a half hours of people jerking off for Tom Cruise and talking about how great he was like talking heads while people masturbated, looking at pictures of him. And that would have been the same exact feel for the movie. Just, it was too much. It was too much of an ego trip for Tom Cruise. Couldn't deal with it. No feeling whatsoever that there was any danger for any of the team at all. You never, ever felt like there was any, it was ever going to go wrong for them, no matter what happens in the movie. So they're throwing all these crazy twists in every single time. Well, they have the boat that goes the right way, or this has happens the right way. Tom Cruise just happens to do the right thing. And I get it. It's a movie. The good guys are going to win at the end. But my God, you never feel like they are in any danger whatsoever. Let's, let's, let's continue. Please. <laughs> uh, the treatment of women in this movie is pretty horrendous. Most of the female characters seem like props. Um, if they aren't there to just talk about how great Tom Cruise is or fall in love with him randomly. Um, Then even if they are supposed to be strong characters, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, Ilsa, I think your name was, it was hard to keep track of who everybody was in the movie. Um, She seems pretty, uh, pretty able to take care of herself until the end. Simon Pegg has to come and try to save her because, you know, she's a female. So she needs that help at the, but then she saves him. Yeah. And, and Henry Cavill, horrendous acting. She does, she does, but he didn't even need to be there. All, all those guys are, Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg, just Ethan Hunt runs around, is like, I'll handle everything. I'm the best. I'll figure it out. And then they crack a joke or shrug and be like, that's our Ethan Hunt. And then <laughs> So it, it, it's excruciating. And then Henry Cavill is a horrendously bad actor in this. And I don't think he's a bad actor, but for some reason in this movie, all he does is he'll like stop and he'll pause and be like, well, Ethan, 
I'm the hammer or just some stupid line. Wait, and, if you and thought he's bad, part. if you thought he's bad in this, you can't tell me he was good as Superman. Please don't. Try no, and pass oh, that I bullshit. hate I hate him as. Superman. OK, all right. One of my big things is I, I don't understand the people pining for him to be Superman again. It's like, please get me the man who's been in three shitty movies as Superman back as Superman. That will solve all our problems. OK, but yeah, he's just like, oh, well. Maybe I'm not the bad guy. Maybe you are. And then everyone kind of stands around and stares at each other. It, he's not a good actor in this. And there was no justification for the mustache. Let's be real. He's got a mustache. It ruined the Justice League movie to a degree because they had to CG his face all over the place. So I'm like, man, there must be a really crazy reason oh, for this mustache. that was a problem with Justice League was his mustache. <laughs> oh, it there were many the, problems. It wasn't the two and a half hour slog fest with a film that no <laughs> and a shitty villain that people had a problem. No, it was his mustache. Fuck out of here. Now, I mean, it, there are many problems with that movie, but his CG'd face is, is definitely in there, especially in the Justice cut when it's the first thing you see is his misaligned jowls of CG coming at you. But I'm like, man, there has to be a really cool reason that he has a mustache as a character. Maybe he shaves it off and now he's the bad guy. No, he just has a mustache. Maybe, that- maybe, maybe they're shooting a, a village people biopic that hasn't been released yet. Who would he be? The construction worker or the Indian? Yes. Oh, the construction worker without a yeah. doubt. Once he said <laughs> it, I just imagined him in the construction outfit. Yeah. Nothing but the construction outfit. Meow. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be like in the Navy. Ethan. <laughs> uh, and then, he, anyway, and then he and then he cocks finally, his arms. My he, last then he, point. Then he, then he cocks his arms right before he kisses a guy. <laughs> That's right. It's like ching. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? I mean, I've never really been in a real fight in a bathroom against uh, trained killers before. But yeah, me uh, neither. I reload my biceps when I'm doing things. Uh, that was. It looked cool, but it was dumb. That was dumb, yeah. but it looked cool. So I'll let it pass. The final uh, problem I have with this movie, besides all the other things, is the shitty ending. So after the Mission Impossible team has done everything goes their way, they always win. Nothing ever bothers them. Tom Cruise can solve everything. They cut the wires on the bombs. It goes to white. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they actually set off the nuclear bombs? Did they actually fail? Is this an interesting ending to this movie? No. Tom Cruise is just hanging from a cliff and he spits out the button or whatever the fuck he had on that remote control. And star wipe the end. And <laughs> the worst and most egregious part of all of this, no limp biscuit Mission Impossible song in this. <laughs> oh God. I didn't mind that guitar riff on that song. I didn't. I gotta exactly. say I didn't mind it. And I don't hate Mission Impossible 2 as much as everybody else. I know I see why, but I don't think it sucked that badly. It was it was fine. Please give me a, a number one to ten on your thoughts of this film. Uh, one. What? Whoa! This is, this is not worse than Napoleon Dynamite. Get the fuck out of here with this. Not one. Napoleon Dynamite. Come That's on. one of the worst films ever made. Uh, I I will not sit here and listen to any other Caddyshack two. You're telling me this is as bad as Caddyshack two? I will not listen to that as well. Uh, well, that did have a really good Kenny Loggins song in the soundtrack. So it did, but it also had 90 minutes of unfunny horseshit. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Loggins couldn't save that turd. Well, this has two and a half hours of boring horseshit. He hangs out of a fucking <laughs> helicopter and he fucking does a halo jump. That's bonkers. You can't. That alone should at least get it to a three. Nope. One. Uh, tough critic. I'm perplexed.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go to Nick from Gag on this podcast. Nick, I want to hear your thoughts. So, first I'll go over the bad. Uh, those quotes that I quoted at the beginning, <laughs> very bad. I'll just say that right now. Um, Concur. It, it was as if he was trying to be like a super, like a superhero with the I am the storm. And I was just like, oh, God, that's cheesy as hell. The action. And this is probably because I recently watched Rogue Nation. The action does not live up to Rogue Nation status. I'll just say that. Rogue Nation was the one where he hangs on the helicopter in the beginning where he's out of the grass. Or is, is that uh, and that one is also underwater. With underwater timer, yes. that one? Okay. Yeah, the underwater spinny doodah thing, yeah. He just loves yeah. hanging off of helicopters. I guess that, that's his thing. <laughs> He's goddamn good at it. <laughs> he is. He looks dreamy. Um, also, the writing, I knew I knew Locke was Cavill. Like, from the jump, I was just like, it's, it's Cavill. So that sucked. Now, that's it. Because how good is this? First of all, I watched it. And I was so enthralled that I didn't take notes at first. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to write <laughs> stuff down. Like, I was that enthralled in this movie. So good. Now, the bathroom scene, as we all said, is probably the best. I liked it for another reason. I liked it 
because it reminded me of the true lies fight in the bathroom oh. and it was set up exactly the same. Wow. So that I is a, like that. That is a good call. And what makes it even better is I watched mission impossible Two right after this. And uh, that made this movie so much better because mission impossible two is pure garbage. <laughs> John Woo films do not stand the test of time. I'll say it. Harsh fact. I don't care. Someone doesn't, whoa, so, whoa, someone doesn't whoa. like flying doves. That's for sure. <laughs> Hard oh boiled my is one of the best movies ever made. Come on. What do you say was the best film ever made? Hard boiled is one of the best movies ever made. It's good. It's not one of the best. It's yeah. enjoyable. I'm it not certainly going that stands far. the test of time. <laughs> the action does. The story is weak. Great action then, film, though. And then, of course, I mean, at the end, we get the best cameo ever. We get the guy from American Beauty. I was not <laughs> anticipating <laughs> him to be Bentley, in it, and yeah. bam. <laughs> he was Did there, you, and I was like, yes. Were you waiting for a plastic bag to float in the wind? <laughs> <laughs> and him to give me some monologue about how beautiful it is. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, like I said, I think the, the greatest testament to this is I watched it and forgot to take notes because I was, like, that enthralled in it. Granted, the story was a little off. Action was a little off. Still kept my interest a lot. So go to hell with your one out of 10. Ooh. I'm giving it a solid 8.5. Oh, wow. Ballsy. Rank, uh, since you're a fan of the franchise, it sounds like rank the Mission Impossible films best to worst. So right now, best would be Rogue Nation. All right. Um, I will. I kind of want to say Mission Impossible one, the original, number two. Um, then you got MI three, which I forgot what that was. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Actually, you know what? That's number two because I forgot he was in that. And then uh, Mission Impossible one. Then you got this. And then lastly, I mean, I don't even want to keep it on the list, but MI two. You forgot Bro- Gross Protocol. Is that is that three? No, it's four. That's where he's climbing the windows in uh, in the fucking desert. Oh, with well, what's her face, Paula Pat- Paula Patton? Yeah, and Renner's in it. Renner's in two of them. <gasps> How could I forget that one? Yeah, that scene was amazing. Yeah. All right. So Rogue Nation, right? Uh, MI three, Ghost Protocol. Then you got this one, and then MI two. The Word. very last one. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find sweet-ass shirts, as I had mentioned before. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating, two- or three-sentence review on this on your podcast platform of choice. And, of course, we're live. I'm not live. We're on YouTube, not live, uh, every week as well. So please give us a follow there. Follow us on the socials at GTSC Podcast on Twitter. And, of course, Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast, Instagram, and TikTok. And, yeah, Facebook as well, I guess, if people still care about that. Notes! Ving Rhames has metamorphosized into Michael Clark Duncan. Fight me. I dare you. <laughs> why would we fight you on a correct statement? <laughs> That's why you have common sense. Tom Cruise is living proof that if you work nonstop, demand perfection in all of your projects, that you can make enough money to buy the best HGH skin serum and blood of Mormon runaways to look 25 years younger. <laughs> In this film is the first time that CNN reported the news without any bias. Whoa! (laughs) 
Why does every hacker's laptop in every movie look, look like a, look like it's a goddamn toolbox? <laughs> Doesn't look like a regular old Mac or you know Windows laptop, but sure. Cruz jumping out of the plane in this film and holding onto the side of uh, in, in Ghost Protocol and of, of that one are the only two pieces of evidence that I need to prove that he is the best action hero in the last twenty five years. Concur. What? Not even a discussion. Don't give me that Vin Diesel, The Rock bullshit. I'll laugh you right out of here. It ain't. It ain't even the same sport. It ain't even the same fucking ballpark as they said in Pulp Fiction. What about Daniel Craig? Only four films. Not enough. <laughs> Good. And he's more. We'll get to. We, we can talk Bond all day long. <laughs> we just did Casino Royale. You can hear my thoughts on that. Enjoyed it though. Uh, that is by far the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen at a nightclub. <laughs> you can eat off that floor. Are you kidding me? No shit streaks, no dicks drawn on the wall. Uh, the bathroom fight scene is truly poetry in motion. It's, it's perf- action choreography perfection. Were you guys ex- expecting the mirror to just be a double mirror and no like wall in between? Because I was... I was thrown off when they just threw him through the mirror and that's all it was. Yeah. I was not expecting anything except ass kicking, which we got <laughs> just once. I want to be part of these eyed wise shut slash secret society meetings just to see how long I could hang. And if they appreciate sophisticated dick jokes while fucking in vulture masks, <laughs> I wonder if Alec Baldwin grabbed that gun and accidentally killed this film's prop messer as well. Huh. It was sabotage. (laughs) Why Mission Impossible films work is because they actually put thought in the plot, unlike jangling shiny keys in front of the audience with insane stunts like Stallone and Arnold films did in the 80s and 90s, which were and still are great. But this is a different cut of a summer blockbuster. Uh, Lane the criminal looks like uh, he looks like he would eat at a strip club buffet after killing random homeless people. Thank you. During the day, too. <laughs> that's that's the key. Going there for like a loaded plate of chicken fingers. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> I think Henry Cavill would be a good Bond. I do. There's no one else out there. He's His name's thrown, thrown around. I'll buy that. I, I can see him as a, as, a, as a solid Bond. I'm wondering how many guys on the IMF team that Tom Cruise wants to French kiss. All of them. Except Simon Pegg. He's too wafy for him. That's right. This film builds tension and maintains it quite well. Disagree with you. Weirdly enough, no one remembers Mission Impossible villains except for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Everyone remembers Bond villains, though. Go figure. Even the shittiest Bond villains, you remember them. Remember that stu- the guy with the diamond studs in his face and died another day? What an awful film. But everyone remembers who that dude was. I liked how they brought Michelle Monaghan's character back in this. All the Mission Impossibles, they don't have many secondary characters returning except for Renner and Baldwin. And of course, obviously, but those, the, 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 God damn it, Ving Rames, they're like more 1B. But I like seeing her in there because there's an interesting twist with him getting married in three. Mission Impossible movies have one to two bonkers, holy shit moments in this film. This film had three plus. I will admit the bomb disarming scene did drag a bit. That needed to be cut down a wee. When they hung Simon Pegg in the house at the end, I wonder if they were to hang Tom Cruise. He's so short, they would need to stack 25 phone books under him and need only one foot of rope to hang Tom Cruise. (laughs) 
To put this in Tom Cruise terms, that helicopter scene was a Thetan level four amazing level. <laughs> it's a Scientology <laughs> joke, guys and girls who do not laugh. Go Google that. Everyone questions how Ethan Hunt can continue surviving these escapades. I just want to know one thing. I want to know the marriage arrangements he had with Mimi Rogers, Nicole Kibben, and Katie Holmes. I would love to have four bottles of tequila with, and all three of them with me in, the, in a jacuzzi. Russ gals can be gals and be completely honest because I have a ton of questions. For longtime fans of this podcast, you know I've touted this film for years. It's no surprise to hear how much I love this film. This is one of the best films in the last five years without question. This is easily the best of the franchise, but the last three have been amazing. What world do we live in where the sequels get better than the originals by Far. This is the lone exception where the last installment of the franchise is the best and secure and the sequels progressively outdo each other. This film gloriously passes the remote test. Again, the remote test, if you're watching any part of the film, do you drop the remote? Hell fucking yes, I do. I continue to demand people watch this masterpiece. I have turned so many people onto it. I love Tom Cruise. He is He's a goofy shit. No one's going to deny that. But goddamn, he bats 800 in my book. His films are works of art. Argue, Maverick, enjoyable. We saw it the first time around with Top Gun Part 1. But I will now give you the right ranking, Nick. Uh, Mission Impossible, the original, stinks. We did it on this very podcast. I saw it when it came out. I liked it. Watch it again. It ain't that good. Fallout is number one. I'm going backwards. So Fallout is six. The next best is five. Is that Ghost Protocol? Whatever it was. Mm -hmm. the, the most recent one, five, is number two. Number four, whatever that, Rogue Nation is number three. Then we go number three. That was boring as shit, except for Philip Seymour Hoffman as a villain. He saves that film. But the plot was terrible. Not many great action scenes. One is not, I'll tell you what, two is better than one. I'm going on a limb. Oh. Not by much. Not by much. But one, all it is is masks. There's no action whatsoever. None. And that's what this franchise is built on. Once Cruz turned that corner, once he realized there's more than just, I don't know, spy shit, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But this is built on action. When he turned that hard right corner, goes, fuck it. I'm doing more bonker shit and all these films out doing each other. That's when this franchise went four, five, six. That hit the stratosphere. This is an eight out of 10 without question in the world. I love this film. Critics, five-star reviews. <laughs> Mission Impossible continues to be the rare film franchise that gets better with age. Fallout makes no attempt to reinvent the wheel. Instead, it takes the best elements of its predecessors and then cranks the dial past 10. 100% agree with that. With Fallout, Macquarie delivers not only the best film in the franchise after De Palma's slick original, but one of the great films of the artfully photographed and technically monumental action. This one should make for one of your dad's favorite movies of the decade. Yay. <laughs> That's cool. I'm 46 now and I don't give a shit. It's still fucking fantastic. A blockbuster bonanza that genuinely feels as if it's tossing absolutely everything it has at the audience in an attempt to deliver pure, unadulterated escapism. And yes, it's a popcorn blockbuster. That's all this is. Shit blown up in action. That's what you want. You don't need plot. This is not a David Venture film as much. I still think it has a good plot. Critics, 
one-star reviews. Each successive Mission Impossible movie takes us further away from the understanding of the politics and morality of espionage. What does that mean? Yikes. The film knows how to make your pulse race, but the story is the same of any other Mission Impossible film, and the sequel is basically dead as far as any emotional acting goes. Impressive action doesn't make up for a diffused storyline. That's like going to a Bond film and saying, oh, just too much action. Yeah, the story. This is what you sign up for. This is why you put down 15 bucks. If you don't go to the Jim Carrey film, you don't hear him talking out of his ass and say, all righty then, you feel cheated. Even the plot is lackluster. Couldn't writer-director Christopher McQuarrie have come up with something a little more original than the tired old plutonium shtick? How dare they? What, palladium? Do you want another element? (laughs) Unobtainium. (laughs) Sure. Adamantium, vibranium, anything EM. Well, sure. Whatever tickles your fancy. This last one made me laugh. Ready? Tom Cruise Fantasy Camp. (laughs) Sure. And I'll pay a ticket for that every time because this guy delivers. (laughs) Amazon five-star reviews. Simply put, this is the best film of 2018. Sorry, Deadpool 2. Close second. How do you (laughs) recommend... Yikes. Deadpool 2, little lackluster. A little lackluster. Highly recommended for action junkies who like a bit of smarts and innovation sprinkled in. Think Pacific Rim versus Transformers. I'll take the first Transformers over Pacific Rim. I'm sorry. Uh, but then again, I'm a huge, unabashed Transformers G1 fan. You're making a face there, Joey. Apparently you just... Uh, a, a big, big Pacific Rim guy. Well, the first one. So, yeah, I would take... I would be completely the opposite. So. Same here. Okay. Pacific Rim over the first Transformer. I, I mean, I yep. don't know how old you guys are, but that's... Bay did the first one right. The sequels are completely opposite of Mission Impossible, where they get worse and worse and worse, to the point where the last one... And again, huge Transformers fan, by far my favorite cartoon and action toy. I didn't even see the last one in the theater because that's how bad the last ones were. Oof. But then again, he did that. Well, Bad Boys 2 is not good either. Next one. Uh, Just a few comments for those who care about the science. A person of ordinary strength cannot pick up a plutonium core that's large like a softball. It would be much too heavy for a casual one-handed lift. Like Thor's hammer Molinier? Are you kidding me? (laughs) A case holding three would be a workout, but people are shown lifting it like it's no heavier than a regular briefcase or carry-on bag. Moreover, this person's an asshole for saying moreover, the devices could not produce nearly a five megaton yield. Even a tenth of that is hardly plausible. No one should think this is a remotely realistic depiction. Signed, Chris Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Who goes in thinking that this is like, you know what? Little too light, kind of like that empty magazine clip in the gun. Like that you can see. But the plutonium, people aren't going to go in there. You know, I don't see enough veins in that guy's neck straining as he's picking up that plutonium case. Yeah, that, guy, that person's a dick. <laughs> yeah, that is a shit take, and I didn't even like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your garbage takes and sick them right up your plutonium, vibranium, adamantium asshole. <laughs> These movies are, are purely entertaining. It was a hard task to follow up Rogue Nation, but I think Fallout legitimately takes the cake. I can't wait for the next Mission Impossible movies to come out. I agree. That means the new preview looks pretty cool, and you, they do tie into part one again, too, with uh, Henry Zerny back as um, the director. I forgot his name. 
The main bad guy did suck, though. The guy who wrote the review before me nailed that. But overall, very enjoyable. If you're not looking for The Godfather or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) That guy needs to end every statement in life by saying, or some shit like that. (laughs) That was a good cheesesteak or some shit like that. (laughs) That was a good blowjob or some shit like that. That was a good shit or some shit like that. All right. Rules of three. I had, to, I had to stick to him as a comic. Okay. I mean, literally, it's so hard to even believe how good this movie is. Start to finish, just spectacular. Not boring or slow for a millisecond, yet extremely easy to follow the amazing plot. The other Mission Impossible movies were good or great, though Mission Impossible 2 was absolutely terrible and almost killed the entire series of work for J.J. Abrams saving it. But this is one of the best action movies ever. I get the hate for two. I just don't hate it as much. I get it. I get it. When's the last time you watched it? Uh, five, ten years. Give it another go, and you'll you'll come I around. I own it. I've seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> I'm not saying. Listen, I know it's not good. I'm not defending it, but I'm also saying I don't think it's as bad as it's being made out to be. Amazon one star reviews. If you're into action films containing scenes that could never happen, then this thrill ride isn't for you. Then why are you seeing action films, stupid? Wait, wait a minute. So the dude that was complaining about the plutonium gave it a five-star review still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. what the hell? Do you hate Terminator 2 because you can't send robots and people back to the back to the past to kill the, the, the future of mankind? That them. Tom, this is good. Tom is at his best, as usual, along the world's worst actor, Ving Rhames. <laughs> oh, come on. Someone must, Ving Rhames. someone must really hate Piranha D and Double D. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in this movie is beyond unbelievable. Mostly the action scenes, though. You'll, you literally laugh through them yet again. Why are you seeing these films? Hey, Shakespeare, oh, sorry, yeah, Shakespeare is too much wherefore out thousand, too much iambic pentameter. Pfft, not for me. Not worth $5.99, but definitely $1.99. <laughs> I, like how, I like how a $4 difference is the line of demarcation in the line in this review. Like, you, this wedding had prime rib, not steak, so it's a $25 reduction in per head cost for me. <laughs> Keep an eye on your purchases, especially digital books and movies. I am, I am pad. I cut and paste. I am pad. Numerous things that I have paid for, and you don't know this because they're small amounts. But when you add them up, it's a problem. Okay, let me let me begin by saying I couldn't wait to see this movie. Everything's in place, good plot, and always a promise of unparalleled action. So why is this the most boring action movie I've ever seen? The chases are so unrealistic. I expected the A team to help lend a helping hand. No bruises, no blood, no lasting trauma from a whooping that Rocky would envy. I don't care about any of these characters, including Ethan, and wish the director had a sense of the bizarre to just add something twisted to make me give a damn. I tapped out twice before I was an hour in. Good grief, Tom, night and day. Tom, sorry, good grief, Tom. Night and day was better than this. No, it wasn't. That film was trash. That film was awful, awful. Oh, yeah. One of the very few misses of Tom Cruise, but that and Oblivion are two of his worst recent ones. 
Uh, how could you make a Tom Cruise movie suck, you ask? Well, for starters, let Christopher, Christopher McQuestion Mark direct it. Screw a flashback forward sideways. And did you try to convince me that his field agents don't take daily naps because they look well rested? Tell Ving I know he, tell Ving, oh, tell Ving I know now who has the meats. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's a good one. Add in the wealth of weaponry that hits nothing but property and by Joe Hitsville. So, yeah, if there's a, ne- a thing of, uh, sorry. So if there's such a thing as negative stars, this movie is a minus three. But I love you, Tom. Do better. <laughs> the movie is upbeat to the end, but very confusing and predictable all, all the same time. All throughout the movie, I'm asking myself who's who and what's what. The car, motorcycle, police chases is too long and boring. The government technologies they use and smallpox situation, much sound like COVID-19 and the plots against Trump in real life. <laughs> what? Jesus. Anywho, it gets it keeps on your, you on your toes for two hours only because you want to see the predictable ending, but not at the same time, a very good movie. Signed, Ilhan Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Fallout, for giving me one of the best naps I've ever had. <laughs> Bullshit. The action alone, <laughs> you may hate the plot, but the action keeps you awake, you liar. Ten minutes in, I heard the first, you must find a nuclear weapon. I fell into a deep and restful sleep. I woke a few times during the film, once to see some homophobic reference to gay men in a bathroom, then ridiculous superhero flying through the air fight scene in the toilet. I immediately went back to sleep. I think I woke again to a digital countdown thingy, but could have dreamt that. Hashtag Tom Cruise and pout. Hashtag Mission Impossible Z Z Z Z. By the way, this didn't happen. There was not a homophobic reference in the bathroom, you lying piece of shit. Tom Cruise is allegedly, I repeat allegedly, heavily rumored to be gay. Why would he have that in his film? Hell, he didn't even mention the country that we were in war with at Top Gun Maverick. Do you think he's going to make this divisive comments in a film to alienate audiences? This person is a lying asshole. There was nothing in there that was that was homophobic. Cut the bullshit. Just because you ate it doesn't mean you have to falsely accuse it of that stuff. Breathe. <laughs> I got the anger. I read that. Video. No, no, that that didn't happen. And I went back to watch it. See, oh, that's not even true. Nick, did Joey from So Wizard Podcast gut the sacred cow? Sadly, he did. He did. Wow. I was going to give him a gutting, but okay. You're uh, the guest host. You're allowed to do what you want. I uh, show show your work. How about that? I'm going to hear this. I'm going to hear your logic behind that. You weren't expecting a follow-up, were you? <laughs> no. Don't make him change his mind. I like his answer. I'm not asking <laughs> change. I'm just asking to state his logic. That's all I'm asking. I mean, he the one thing that I believe he got right that I didn't think of is it is a Tom Cruise ego movie. Right. So I and when he said that, I started to think about it and I'm like. You know, he's, yeah. I mean, granted, he's the main character, but he is in every scene. And I, I, that just stuck to me. And now that I'm thinking about it, we could have done more with Simon Pegg. We could have done more with Ving Rames. Could have done more character building, damn it. Please. Or Rebecca Ferguson. I'll buy Ferguson. Oh, yeah. But the other guys are just, are just fluff. One's a computer nerd. The other guy is just a goofy comic relief. I'm not a Simon Pegg fan uh ferguson sure but 
Joey, if you see the previous Mission Impossible film, which it sounds like you won't, she no. is by far featured as the assassin. She does a lot of shit, a lot of shit. And to have her come back. And so this one, this film ties in with the last one, which is why I, I really enjoyed that. Anywho's, I'm glad you boys were on. This was a fun watch because as soon as Joey said, I want to do a Mission Impossible film, I said, oh, motherfucker, Ali Ali Oxen free. Let's dance. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys were on. We had a good time. Fellas, thanks again. Check out Joey on the So Wizard podcast, Nick on the Gag on this podcast, and Gutting the Sacred Cow, your favorite movie review slash movie debate podcast. I'm Kevin Goatee. Thanks again, folks. We'll see you later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.